Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the honor of sharing your word tonight and the privilege. I thank you, Father, for your word, Father, that goes forth and touches lives, Father, and changes lives. I thank you, Lord, that your word never will fall to the ground, Father, but it will go and accomplish what you please, and it will prosper, and for the reason in which you sent it. I thank you, Lord, that your word is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you, Lord, that tonight you will bring life and light and freedom. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Give God a hand. He's good. Wow. Great to see you. Please take a seat. God is good. Let's thank the band. Thank you. We have got a great worship team, haven't we? Oh, my gosh. They're so good. They're so good. Yes, and it is the month of miracles. And, man, I get excited about miracles. Like, miracles is any event that, that is beyond, way beyond the power of any human being. It's beyond any physical law. A miracle is a supernatural occurrence brought about by the power of God. And, you know, miracles, they can happen instantly or they can happen over a period of time. So, like, the title of my message tonight is Unlocking Your Miracle. So, you know, talking about an instant miracle... Uh, when one of my sons, my youngest son was 12, I went to a friend's place and they had a person that was praying for people and healing people there. And at that time, I was fairly new to Christianity and I'd seen a few things, but he was like um, getting people's legs and he was saying, oh, that one's longer than the other one. Oh, let's, you know, in Jesus' name. And it looked like their legs were growing. I'm thinking, oh, nah, that can't be really happening. Like, does that really happen? He's sitting them on a chair, and he, you could see his hand was actually moving. You think, what is going on with that? And then he healed somebody who had a sore, I think it was a sore finger. They just smashed their finger, and the pain left them. And I'm thinking like, wow, wow, just like that. He just, all he said was, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. There's power in the name of Jesus. And, and, and so I think, oh, wow, my son you know, who'd been going to a podiatrist at the time because he, he was flat-footed. And they said that he was going to have trouble with, with his legs and his back and his hips because that's what happens when you're flat-footed, right? So, so there was all that sort of stuff going on. So I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, if, if God can um, heal a finger, if God can make your leg grow, so I go to this guy. So, you know, does he do like arches in your feet? <laughs> you know, good question, right? I'm the, and, and, he, and he looks at me and he goes, let's give it a go. And he goes, in Jesus' name. He just holds his foot. He goes, in Jesus' name. And right before my eyes, a little arch grew. Like, it just come out like, what? I mean, that's what we call a creative miracle. I mean, it was just like right before my eyes. I was like, what? And then I was crying so much I couldn't see because it was just that was a miracle. It was a miracle. And then I said, well, you're going to do the other one too, aren't you? I mean, like, you can't leave him just with one little arch and not on the other one. So again, he goes, in Jesus' name, boom, there it is. How is that? An instant miracle. At the time, I mean, it took me ages. I mean, the next day I woke up and I went and had a look at his feet because I'm thinking, was that for real or not? And miracles can be like that. 
but believe it. Believe it. I mean, in this church, we've seen lots of healing miracles. And sometimes you think like, wow, did that really happen? But you need to believe it. And you need to claim that miracle. Claim it. Like sometimes you can get pain and, 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 and it can leave and then it can come back. You think, what happened there? I've got to tell you, God wants you healed. He wants you healed. So there's instant miracles, and then there's miracles that take time. I mean, I was always afraid about the lack of money and debt. So before I became a Christian, I was really uh, oh, mega tight with money. Oh, my goodness. But do you know, it never got me anywhere. I always, there always seemed to be more bills than there was money and, and that sort of thing. And I thought, then I started getting a revelation about God's way just as Isaac was talking earlier about God's way to deal with money. And so I had to sell a house. And the reason I had to sell it, I'm just going to tell you the quick version of this story. I had to sell this house because I was in trouble with another house. So every month, uh, debt of $3,000 a month was clocking up from not not uh, selling this other house. So I needed to sell this house. Okay, we'll concentrate. House A... House B. House B was like clocking up the debt three grand a month. House A needed to be sold. And I really, I needed to be sold like now, like yesterday, so that I could stay out of financial debt. Because if I didn't sell house A, I was going to lose house A and house B. Oh, that's not cool. I don't know. If you've ever been in that sort of situation before, whether it's a house or whether it's cars or whether it's something, and, and, and the possibility of losing it, it's crushing, especially when you have a family. You've got two boys, you know, and you think, what on earth am I going to do? So I started praying about house A, sell house A, and I really felt God give me an actual figure for what I was to sell that house for. And it was kind of exciting because I thought, wow, you know, because houses at that time, it wasn't a great time to sell a house. And it was way above the market price of my house. <laughs> so the figure I got was exciting, but not exciting. You know, it's exciting, but you think, well, how's that ever going to sell? And I need to sell it now. So I thought, oh, well, I'm going to write that figure down. I'm going to pray about that figure. I'm going to pray about it because I, I'm, I'm going to believe that God did speak to me, that it was his word. So I wrote it down, started praying about it. I got scriptures about, you know, uh, that uh, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will bring it to pass. That was one for when I was doing that. I, I just found a scripture in the Bible to do that. Prayed that over and over again and the amount over and over again. Got the first offer. It was 80 grand difference. I'm thinking like, what? I thought that was easy to say no to. Second offer was 20 grand difference. That was like, oh. Oh, that was, I'm thinking, oh, it's getting closer, you know, because I really need to sell it. 20 grand can be nothing when you really need to sell something, right? If you've got the chance of losing everything and 20 grand, I'd rather like forego the 20,000. But I thought, well, no, I really believe that was God. Third offer, and the final offer from this person was two grand off. What? I should sell it, right? Oh, look, no one's committing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but you can understand how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I should sell it. $2,000. I mean, what's that? Nothing these days. Yeah, two grand. So I'm trying to talk God 
into letting me sell the house for two grand less. Thinking like, God, you know, two grand, you know, that's that's like nothing, you know, all this sort of stuff in my head. And that morning, I'm reading my Bible, and I'm in Exodus, awesome place to be. But but I'm reading all about the tabernacle, and it talks about the ten curtains, and and, and these ten curtains, and what colours they are, and what length they are. They're like. 46 something by 20 something and I'm thinking like oh wow this is just not doing it for me like God you're not speaking to me like really like are you just trying to show me how to make curtains or what because it's not helping me not helping me at all and then all of a sudden I just felt God say I'm a specific God if you read that part in the tabernacle those curtains were a certain size and they were all identical size I mean it even says you know, or make them 46 by blah, 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 and they were all identical. He is specific. When he tells you a promise, he gives you a promise, he gives you a word from God, he means it. He means that word. So I felt pretty convicted by that. So I had to ring up my real estate agent and say to him, ah, you know what? I can't sell it. And of course, you know, you think like, wow, it's like the best offer ever. Way, it was still way above market price in a market that no one was selling. Oh, and, and, and so I thought, you know, if you could get like 2,000 more, like I will sign the papers today. And he, and do you know, he, 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 it's like he got challenged by this and he went, I'm going to get that $2,000 for you. And off he went, off he, yeah, no, no, great, yeah. And then he rings me up and he goes, I got it, I got it. He, I mean, he was more excited than me, but, 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 but he did. He got the $2,000, I signed it. And just that, just that miracle right there, whenever something happens in my life and I know I need to call on God and I know that God has given me a word, I know and I've learnt that he is specific, that I will not, you know, I, don't, don't go into, don't compromise don't compromise the word of God. If he makes promises, stick to that promise, that word for him. So, so yes, miracles can happen instantly, and they can happen over time. In Matthew 19, 26, it said, Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Believe me, all things are possible with God. I have had healing in my own body. I have had, like financial miracles. I've had miracles with friendships. I've had my mother give her heart to Christ, which was an absolute miracle right in this room. Like, like there's so many things. If you look in your own life, God has shown miracles in your life. He has. But sometimes we need to remember that when we're going through a tough time, he's with us. It's not that he's like distant or away. He's with us. So I'm just going to look at, and in, in, um, there's a story about Jehoshaphat. Like Jehoshaphat, what an awesome name. Don't call your kid that though. Like, <laughs> hey, Jehoshaphat, come and have your dinner. You know, it's, it's too long. It's too long. Yeah. Josh, maybe. You know, yeah, yeah, Jehoshaphat. So Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. This is in two Chronicles. He was the king of Judah. And they had a vast army coming against them. So the three armies actually joined together to come against Jehoshaphat. And it says in the Bible that Jehoshaphat was terrified because he knew that there was no way that the Israelites would be able to defeat this massive army in their own strength. He knew that without God, they were doomed. So drastic times 
called for drastic measures. So he called a corporate fast. Yeah, that's right. One of those coming up soon. He called a corporate fast throughout all Judah. The whole nation of Judah fasted. That is huge. Fasted. So uh, then Jehoshaphat prayed. Like he prayed like this, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. So he told God who he was. Then he continues and he tells God what God has done in the past for his ancestors. He says, and did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? So now he's giving these, he's popping these questions to God because he knows God gave that land forever to his ancestors. He's reminding God about that. Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said that whenever we faced any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come and stand in your presence before the temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. So Jehoshaphat, that's what he's doing. He's reminding God, like, hey, remember, you're the God of my ancestors. You're the God that brought my ancestors out of Egypt. You're the God, you know, he's reminding him, you're the God that gave the descendants their land to your descendants. He's reminding them of that. Then then Zechariah, who was a prophet at that time, hears from God. And he goes and tells uh, Jehoshaphat, that word, I love that name. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And then it goes further, but you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. So the prophet has told Jehoshaphat what God has told him. That he, that he is with him. Go out, you won't even need to fight. So the next day, what does Jehoshaphat do? He gets all his singers, like our singers up here and worship team and that, he gets them and he puts them at the front of the army. He puts them in front of them, like to walk along. That's faith. That's faith for those worship leaders as well. <laughs> so, so the thing was, though, it says, Jehoshaphat appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him. And God caused the, arm, uh, the opposing armies to fight amongst themselves and destroy each other. So those three armies, when they started to praise God, the three armies, they just started to kill themselves. They wiped themselves out. So by, by the time Jehoshaphat arrived at the battleground, there were dead bodies. Not a single one of them had escaped. How's that? All these dead bodies everywhere, which is fantastic. Well, fantastic for <laughs> fantastic is not their dead bodies, but that's what I mean. They get there. Everyone's already they've killed each other. They've already done that. Jehoshaphat and his men then went out and gathered the abundance of plunder. So they got equipment, clothing, valuables. They got all of this plunder that it took them three days to collect up. Whoa. So they were provided for in their trial. They faced the trial, and they received provision for that. So, you know, that's a story of victory. There were three armies against them. And, and, you know, it's not that they didn't know that they were going into battle, 
But they still trusted God and they put the singers in that in front. I mean, because if they had come, they would have all died first. But they trusted God because he said, you will not need to fight. So I've just got a few points from that story. The first one that they did that unlocked their miracle is they fasted and prayed. They fasted and prayed. They had a corporate fast. And then they prayed. They, they asked God. So we've got a fast coming up soon, a 10-day fast. Oh, one yahoo. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> I know that. It, hey, believe me. Believe me. I know that fasts aren't easy. And uh, I'm going to be on holiday then anyway. Ah, uh, no, nah, no. Nah. That's why I'm actually fasting now. So I'm actually in day seven of my fast, of my 10-day fast now, because when I'm on holidays, the fast is happening. So I don't want to miss out on that, because I don't want to miss out on praying for our land or salvations in our house or for a closer relationship with God. Because I know, even though I don't like fasts, I know what they've done for me. It's not like I, I feel like I'm twisting God's arm to do something for me. It's not even about that. It's not about trying to win God over and give his favor for, for, for having a fast. It's not about that. When I fast, it actually changes me. It pushes me closer to God. I rely on him more. It clears me up spiritually. It's like uncluttering. You know, when you clean your wardrobe out, it's like cleaning my spirit out. Like I'm on day seven now, so I'm on fire on the inside. I, I can feel it. And it's, it's crazy because I think I've dreamt every night since I've started the fast. I've had two dreams about salvations, people who are going to come to Christ that I know, so I've been praying into that, and I mean, I've seen the picture of them, I've seen the vision of that, and I talked about my mum, like, my mum came over from New Zealand, and uh, oh, my mother was anti-church, big time, and I just thought, wow, I just really felt like, man, I want my mother to, like, come to church, like, to even get her in the door is a miracle, and then I started to think, well, you know, drastic I want, you know, drastic changes, so I'm going to have to take some drastic measures. So I decided I'm going to take the most drastic I can. I'm going to fast, and I'm going to only have water only. I mean, that's drastic. That's not something God do, like, <sighs> off my own call, really. But it was water only. On day four of that fast, I was at the gym, just light weights, all right, because you don't want to be doing that if you're, you don't want to be really getting into things if you're fasting, just water only. But I was at the gym, and I had a vision of my mother on, on here, giving her life to Christ. And it was like, what? That's amazing. I mean, I hadn't even asked her to come to church yet. She hadn't even arrived in the country. But it was like God showed me beforehand. And I thought, well, you know, God's specific. And I saw her standing here, giving her heart to Christ. I thought, Come on, I'm believing. So, and you know what? I was so filled with faith because that, that happens. When, when you're fasting, you get filled with faith. So I came and I'm telling Pastor Dan, I'm like, Pastor Dan, like, you know, wow, my mother is going to get saved on Sunday night. And he goes, yeah, is your mother coming over? Said, yeah, yeah, I haven't invited her yet. But she's actually, she's going to give her heart to God on Sunday night. But I, I was just like, I was just, then uh, Mark Kelsey was here and he, had a prophecy for me, and he said, you know, uh, there's miracles happening around your family, and one of them's happening right now. So afterwards, I said to him, hey, I know what that miracle is. Like, my mum's coming on Sunday night, and you're preaching, so she's going to come, so you'll know it's my mum. You know, just absolute faith. Seriously, there was not even a thought in my mind that it wasn't going to happen. 
That's what fasting does for you. It's just, it grows your faith. It grows your belief. Then on the, so she arrives and how I invited her, I said, oh, you know, Ivan, all his mates and that are at church, you know. Oh, it'll be awesome if you'd come and meet them. <laughs> Didn't matter how I got her here. I was like, and she's like, oh, I'd love to meet his friends. So I thought, oh, well, come to church with us. So she comes along in the morning. So when we're actually, you know, giving people the opportunity to invite Jesus into their lives, which we're going to do a little bit in a little bit of time soon, she's, I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, she's going to respond. She's going to respond. Oh, my gosh, she's going to respond. Did she respond? No, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't respond. I'm thinking like, no, no, oh, gosh. And so we go out in the foyer. She's bawling her eyes out. I'm thinking like, what's going on, Mum? She goes, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I just feel this thing, and I can't stop crying. I feel stupid. What am I doing? Like, continuously at home we're at home she goes I can't stop crying I don't know what's going on and I went you know what mum that's like that's the love of God she goes is that you know it just felt so beautiful felt so beautiful she's got no clue what's going on but she's just like crying and I go you should come back with me tonight she goes I I will I will come so I, I get Ivan to my son to sit next to her and I go when they ask just like give her a nudge go do you want to do that, Nan? Do you want to give your life to God? You know, I said, you can do it, Ivan. Just put yourself out there. You know, you're like, you want to do that, Nan? So, so you know, once again, Sunday night now, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm like, oh, come on, God. You know, you showed me that vision. You showed me that vision. I've seen her. I know. I know it's today. I just know it. I know it. I believe it. I believe it. Come on, God. And, and did she put her hand up? No, she didn't. <laughs> oh, everyone's disappointed now. So anyway, I start walking back towards the front of the room here, and I heard God say to me, step back, reach your hand out to your mother. So I stepped back. She was in the third row. I stepped back, and I just went, Mum, do you want to come? And she went, yes. And she came out. Like, come on. Give God a hand. Isn't that incredible? God is specific and all things are possible with him. I get so excited just thinking about that moment. When God speaks to you, he means it. When he gives you promises, his promises are in the Bible. He means it. His desire is that you will prosper. His desire is that you will be in health. His desire is that you will be secure and safe and have wonderful relationships. That is his desire. It's in the Bible that says that. They are his promises. They are his promises. Wow, that was just like point one, wasn't it? Woo, I'm going to speed this up now. <laughs> so, so the first thing that Jehoshaphat did, they fasted and they prayed. Then they called out God's promises. So I sort of, sort of said that already. So that's the second thing. Call out God's promises. What he has told you, call it out to him. Say, hey, God. Remember when you told me this? Remember when you told me I was going to sell my house for that amount? Come on now. What's going on? <laughs> like, I believe you. I know we're going to do this. Call out God's promises. You know, if you're having a time of discouragement, that's when you need to pick God, you know, promises out of the Bible. Like, greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. You know, 
Have a look through scripture. It's awesome. I will triumph in the works of his hands. I know the plans that you have for me. You can say those sorts of things. God did not give of me, give me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When, when I start saying those words, I mean, you feel the presence and the power of his word. And, and whenever his word is used, signs and wonders follow. They will follow. They don't say they might follow or maybe they'll follow, they will follow. God's word is powerful, very powerful. So that's the second one, call out his promises. And the third one is to have faith in God. If I could get the band to come up, please. Have faith in God. You have to have faith in God. You have to have your own relationship with God. Jehoshaphat, he puts his singers at the front. And it was pretty clear that that Judah expected like a battle, but they because they had bought the army, but he still expected a supernatural battle because they let the singers and worshippers go first. It was a step of faith. It was a mighty step of faith because if God did not intervene, they would have been slaughtered, but he did. But that's just it. It's that step of faith. They didn't know that. They didn't know that was going to happen, but God told them that there would not be a battle. So they praised him. You need to have faith to win a battle. And you need to have your own faith. I mean, you know, everybody has faith in something. If it's not God, it could be another person. It could be another religion. It could be faith in failure. It could be faith in a sickness. Everyone has faith in something. But Jehoshaphat, he had faith in God. You need to have your own relationship with him. You know, for so many years, I grew up believing uh, about God because I was brought up to believe in God, but I didn't have a relationship with him. Whenever anything went wrong, I would ring up my grandfather because my grandfather, who was a tohunga, like in New Zealand, tohunga is a a minister, uh, and I had seen him pray for people and heal them. I'd seen him get prophetic words for people and, and them come to pass. So I would call my grandfather up and say, hey, Grandpa, I'm having a bit of trouble at the moment. Like, can you pray for me? See, my faith was not in God. My faith was in my grandfather's faith in God. Whoa. Which kind of worked for me at the time. I was thinking like, yeah, this is cool. You know, like, so whenever the kids were sick, I'm on the phone straight away, ring up grandpa. Hey, grandpa, you know, Ivan's crook. Can you just please pray for him? Yep. I mean, I saw my, my grandfather pray for a person where a tree had fallen on him. Like it, where I live, it's timber country. So someone was cutting a tree and, and like this is a big tree, not like a little squinty tree, it actually fell on him. He was in hospital. He was going to die. They thought his back was broken. My grandfather prayed for him. He walked out of that hospital. That's the power of God and his faith in God. His faith was in God. So uh, like nearly 20 years ago now, 23 years ago, my grandfather passed away. And when that happened, when I got back to Australia, I'd been to his funeral, I felt like the whole world had changed for me. I felt like, I actually felt like my Things were just falling apart. I got back 
and my cat that I'd had for 10 years died. I'm like, what? Kitty, 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 kitty. So, you know, (laughs) that was my cat's name, kitty. Like, my cat died. And then, like, I got so sick that I couldn't even get out of bed. So sick. And then, this all happened in one week after my grandfather died, like not, not over a period of time, all in the same week. Then my son, who was only nine months at the time, got an RSV virus. Now this virus, uh, this was when I was living in Brisbane, it had been like rampant throughout Brisbane and babies under the age of 12 months were at high risk. So he was put in quarantine and when I first saw him when I got there, he had tubes up his nose, you know, it was, there's just nothing worse than seeing someone you love sick or hurt or in pain or in financial trouble or whatever it is. There is nothing worse than that. I got there and I thought like, what am I going to do? I can't call my grandfather. He's not here anymore. And you know, he used to tell me, this is my grandfather, he used to tell me like when, quite a few times ago, when my toes are pointing upwards, I'll be gone. But don't need to worry about me because I'll be in heaven. That's what, his toes pointing upwards, that means he's dead. Right? <laughs> he goes, you know, I'll be gone. You don't have to worry about me, I'll be in heaven. But you're going to have to make some decisions for yourself. So he used to tell me that, even as a kid, you know, when, when my toes are pointing up in the air, Teresa... I'll be God, but I'll be in heaven. And you're going to have to make some decisions for yourself. So right there in that moment, I thought, wow, I remember him saying that. I think I need to, like, pray. And I didn't know who else to call. So I thought, I'm going to have to pray myself. And I didn't have a clue how to pray. I knew the Lord's Prayer because I used to say that rabbit fashion. No, parrot, not rabbit, parrot fashion. <laughs> how does it rap? Our father who are in heaven. No, no, no. And I was so new it in Māori, you know, e tō mātou matui tarangi, kia tabu toingua, kia taimai tō rangatira tawa, kia mete tawai pai. So I started to say the Lord's Prayer, but, but then I just thought, you know what? I need to pray like my grandfather did, but I just don't know how. I was like, well, how, what do I do? What do I do? So I, I thought, I got down on my knees. I didn't even know what I was doing. I got down on my knees. I'm bawling my eyes out. And I just remember posturing my heart towards God and saying, God, you don't know me, but you know my grandfather. And you know, I know that you did those miracles that I saw my grand, you know, through my grandfather. But I don't have him now, so I'm asking you, please heal my son. Help him. And that was it. But it was, a, it was a heartfelt prayer. You see, the power of prayer is not in the eloquence of the one who prays. It's in the power of the God who answers. And you know, there was a dramatic, like from the time I got on my knees, he, he was actually in an oxygen tent there, like totally quarantined there was a massive turnaround. From the time he got in there, he was out of that hospital in five days, which was an absolute miracle. Come on, Jesus. Jesus is the king. 
He is amazing and powerful. You need to have your own relationship with God.